Welcome to episode 154 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. It's oh. our last episode <gasps> of the year. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Are you so excited? I am. Season three was magnificent. It was a great year. It was a, it great was a very good year. It was a very good year. <laughs> da, da, da. Frank Sinatra, old blue eyes. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. You know, Tina. Yeah. We're going to do a wrap up show today. Yes. With our executive producer. Yes. And I told him, be camera ready, bitch. And he told me last night he's bringing his own ring light. I was like, oh. we have a ring light. He goes, now I need to make sure that I'm lit the right way. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I said, all right. You gotta do. I you said, gotta you're do such a you fucking diva. I can't take it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're going to record this episode today, and then our last episode of the year will come out December 28th, which is going to be a wrap-up show, and we have some fun questions to answer. Yes. And uh, yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe we've, we did this again, a I whole know. other year of this. It's been great. I, I love it so much. It's so funny because the, me too, Wait, it's like the <sighs> highlight of my life, but it like, <laughs> besides my children, of course, um, the going through like the questions and then like trying to find like, whoa, what was my favorite episode? What was this? And a lot of my answers now are based on, cause we started doing video this year. It was based yes. on like how we looked or what we were doing <laughs> in the video. You know what wow. I mean? Instead of like what we were actually Talking, talking about. about because okay. I was just like this was the funniest fucking shit that's ever happened <laughs> <laughs> on this video um but oh yeah God. I can't so I'm excited so I went to karaoke last night yes that was fun it was so much fun oh my god you fucking kill it every single I time. don't but I had I did have fun yesterday but tell um everybody what that guy said to you after she sang Alanis Morissette hand in hand in pocket yeah, hand in my pocket. Hand in my pocket. And then she came off. Let me say something else first. She gets up and sings another song. And, and Tina gets up there. This is the second time we've done karaoke. I think the last time this happened too when your husband was there. And people, Tina gets up there and the whole randomness of this bar anyway, the random people, they fucking love her. I like, But I don't her. see that because I only, I'm looking at you Yeah, you're giggling and Emma. because this is you. You're like, <laughs> you're like <laughs> it's so fucking cute. People are like, who is this adorable angel? And there's Tina dancing around. Oh my God. It's fucking so outfit funny in that outfit. I, I, you said that video and I was <laughs> Dying. And her I was plaid like, What's pants. Wrong with me? Kate shows up and she was like, "It was pajama day at school." She and so she was cute. still wearing the pajamas. I was fucking she living for so it. So cute. And just that she was there made my fucking me day. Too. It was so me good too. to see her. Oh my god. Yes. Um. And Nancy and, and Emma Nancy, and Whitney Emma. and Heather and Alfredo. It was just so lovely. good. Jason showed up. Jason showed up. I love Jason like did this pop in. It was like yeah. a ten what minute pop that? in. He's like, "Okay, bye." Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something else. I, that bowling alley, it's Manor Lanes and Wilt Manors. My parents still live in the neighborhood that's like next to that thing. I used to walk there with my friend Erica and Chrissy. We would walk there every weekend. Wow. With a couple bucks, maybe $4 and sit at that little, like the, the little restaurant there and eat a basket of fries and share a Coke every fucking that weekend. That is the cutest thing I've ever and heard. So, and then, what, so we were there last night and I was ordering tater tots <laughs> and onion rings that were so good because I was floating. <laughs> and uh, I looked at that counter and I was like, damn, like I, you know, that's my neighborhood, man. I love it. It's wild to me. It's so, it's so fucking, fucking fun. It was so fun. So um, do you want to exchange gifts? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yay. <gasps> Who wants to go first? You go first. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Okay. Now, okay. I, I am going to okay. get you something else. I just haven't been able to no, get to please. Um, this Don't place. It's anything. just a little gift certificate, but this is no. the big present, which once you open it, I'll, t I'll tell you about okay. how I found this, this oh my God. awesome gift. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous about, like, your gift. Oh, please. Because it's your gift is, like, silly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? I love the box, first of all. Yeah. What? <laughs> this is amazing. So this book is done by the all the artwork is by a local Miami artist who we have a lot of friends in common with, and I had no idea. And I saw this in somebody in I think it was Bluebird's Instagram. Oh my god! Yeah. I fucking love it's this. It's like so a weird much. and wild stories about <gasps> Florida. 
And I was flipping through it. I'm like, she's going to get so many stories out of this, this out of this book. This is just fucking adorable. Isn't it incredible? Oh my God. I am in love with this book. I knew. I knew you would love it. <laughs> Show the camera. It's so wait, fucking wait, can awesome. They see it? Can they see it? Can they see it? Probably. Well, the light, yeah, the ring not. light. We'll, we'll, put put in, we'll put pictures. Yeah. We'll put pictures. I'll take a picture of you with it. And uh, so we can put it in our. It's so yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. Isn't the aren't the drawings I like love so the cute? Artwork. Yeah, this guy's a local artist. And in then Miami. the first thing that stands that stands out is heaps of Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait. Am I going to learn more fun facts about yeah, Hemingway? Probably. Like, <gasps> like I would love. To and hear I think it. it's oh, split wait. up nudist. Yeah. Stogies. <laughs> oh, this is this is. I knew you would love us. I knew you would love it. <laughs> Read what it says. It's a what does it say? It says a hyper local guide to the flora, fauna, and fantasy of the most far out state in America. <laughs> yes, Florida. You got that right. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're I welcome. Love this. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Okay. So your gift is like a hodgepodge. Okay. Of things. Excellent. One is just like it. Just open it. What are open? I don't know. Open whatever you want okay. first. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a bookmark. And it says, a wise woman once said, fuck this shit. And she lived happily ever after. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love that. Oh, my God. Oh. Ooh. My little cold book club. <laughs> yeah. It's a, <laughs> it says free poster inside. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, it's just like old school. It's supposed oh, to be like an old yes. school like catalog for the occult. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's so fucking good. It's so <gasps> funny. Look at this. Death's Daughters Roller Skate Club. Oh, my amazing. God. This is so fucking cute. It's so cute. Tina. Okay, so wait. You have to open the little tiny box next then. Okay. It's a teeny little tin. Oh, here we go. It better have drugs in it, Tina. So, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a little, like, starter witch kit. <laughs> it's a little broom. <laughs> it has, like, so fucking cute. it has, like, little Let's tarot. Let's get a little crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It has, like, a little mini Ouija oh, yeah, board in there. Oh, yeah, little mini crystals. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so fucking cute. It's got like uh, a tarot cards. <laughs> it's got <laughs> they're so tiny. It's got like a little spell book. Um, a little baby mini Ouija Ooh, board. How to read the palm. Yeah, like it's just oh. so silly. This is the best. Oh but my there's god, a little Ouija board at the bottom. You'll see it when you like yeah. take it out. You don't have to do it now, but Oh my god, Tina. It's, this is, where is did it, you find this? Isn't that like the funniest it's thing? It's so fucking cute. <laughs> Also, I wish I had a Barbie that I could play with with this. You oh know what my I mean? god! I was like, oh my god, it's a witch oh god, kid. I, I have to get, get it back it. in here. Oh, don't worry. Where did you find that? Um, that this lady on Etsy makes them. Oh my god, it's yeah. adorable. Ooh, for my skates! Oh, yes! ah! <laughs> I love it. A skate leash. You put your skates on this, which yes. I'm ordering myself some skates, some speed skates, because. And then we were it. sort of on the same page. <gasps> Oh my God, it's Mark yes. Marin. What the fuck with Mark Marin? Oh my God, I love him so yes. much, Tina. And that's like a little, um, oh you know how you God. take your notes on the uh, in a little book? So it's like a, a you know, like a oh little book to take God. the notes in. Tina, but, it's beautiful. Wait, wait, wait. You, the, the next one is like the, the okay. not that they're all the gift gift. But Look like. at this, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Don't you love this paper? Oh my <laughs> <Look> God. <laughs> This motherfucker. I know. Oh, he's so good on that <gasps> podcast. God. Thank you. <gasps> wait, there's another thing? There's what? Okay, this oh, is like God. the thing thing. Wait, oh, wait. It's, 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 oh, here. Yeah, here, yeah, here. yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wait, but oh. open it. But open it. He didn't sign this. Tina, he didn't fucking sign it. Tina. <gasps> oh! Isn't that the oh best? My God. He's gonna <laughs> oh my god! Tina. Thank Isn't you. That so excited. This is so sweet. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's amazing. Oh. I was like, I have to get this when I saw oh that. Oh my god, it's all about from his podcast. Yes. Holy 
Holy shit. Oh, Artie Lang. I just saw Artie Lang. Oh, my God. Yes! This is incredible. I love that we each did books. Yes. Oh, I should have gotten you more, though. No, no, no. This was just, like, little stupid stuff. Oh, my God. Like, the, I saw this. I was ordering something for my sister-in-law, and I was like, oh. I have to get this. Oh my god, these are amazing oh gifts. Oh wait, you I can yourself. <laughs> oh please. Yourself. Um, you know what I got my sister? <laughs> what? So this is coming out after or before Christmas? Before. Oh, saying it. I'll tell you off the air. You think she'll she'll hear she'll hear it? I don't know, but just in case. Oh my god, I I fucking I forget how much I love getting gifts. <gasps> gifts are so fun. Well, especially when they're given by someone who like knows you very well. Aww. Like they get you great shit. Like that's amazing. Thank you yes. so much. Oh my god. All right. Well, we have to get this party started because Alfredi's gonna be here. All right. So you. Oh yeah. Your story you said is longer, right? Yeah, and it's sad. So I hope oh, you're gonna fuck. bring us up at the end. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, is. guys. We're it's gonna fun. just end the year in misery. Yeah, we're going full blown Tina. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So I will say, like, I teared up. No. Yeah. And like, so hopefully I don't tear up like during it. It just there were certain things about it that just just made me very sad. Oh God. So I'll try. It'll be fine. All right. So today I'm gonna tell you the story of United States District Judge for the District of New Jersey. Esther Salas. Okay. So I want to preface this. Damn, uh, I almost did a New Jersey story. So when you said that, I was like, oh God. I want to, I want to preface this with a trigger warning because there is violence Mm. um, in this story, gun violence, and it's incredibly awful what happened. And I also want to note that uh, Salas is a current judge and this event like changed her life forever. All right, so Esther Salas was appointed to the United States District Court of New Jersey in 2011, and she loved serving on the bench, but tragedy strikes when a plaintiff decides to be judge, jury, and executioner. No! So our story takes place in New Jersey, and Salas has like a pretty wonderful story. According to uh, the New Jersey article uh, that I read by Chris Sagona, Salas was born in California to immigrant parents, When she was five, she and her mother, um, her parents split, along with her siblings, moved to Union City, New Jersey, and things were tough for her growing up. She dealt with um, a house fire at 10. Uh, She was on welfare. She shared her house with like 11 different like family members at the time. Um, But through it all, she said her mother like served as this really positive example. And um, it was her experiences growing up that led her to study law and like want to help people. And she attended Rutgers for both her undergrad and her law degree. And from there, she took on leadership roles. She was an assistant defender for 10 years. Wow. She was president of the New Jersey Hispanic Bar Association from 2001 to 2002. And then in 2010, she was nominated as a federal judge by Obama, making her the first Latina to hold that position. Holy cow. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. I know. God damn it. All right. It's always so, so high, and then you just punch me in the face. I know. I'm sorry. All right. So this is pretty recent. Uh, on the morning of July 19th, 2020, mm. so like really in the middle of COVID, Pand- yeah, pandemic. Yeah. Salas and her son were cleaning up the basement after his 20th birthday party, according to an interview on NPR. And Salas said, I remember him saying, Mom, let's keep talking. I love talking to you. This is already upsetting me. <laughs> And she said at, at that exact moment, the doorbell rang and he runs upstairs to answer the door. And when he answers it, Salas, who's still downstairs, she hears like these popping noises. She hears, hears her husband screaming, no, no, not the kid. And then there's more popping noises and she runs upstairs and she's like, she thought like a bomb went off. Like she didn't know what was happening. What the She fuck? runs up there and she finds that her son has been like shot point blank in the chest. What? And her husband has been critically shot too. And they're how old was the boy? He had just turned twenty. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. So she gets to the hospital and she finds out that her son has passed. Oh my god! And it's her only child. Her only child. And the other thing that is like that that like, uh, so she said that they tried for years to get pregnant and it was like miscarriage after and he was like their miracle baby and like. This happens, uh, right? Uh, and her husband now, and she's like, so I listened to some interviews with her, and she's like, 
she's like, I feel so bad for those doctors, but she's just like, can you tell me if I'm planning for one funeral or two funerals? Like what's happening in my head? Like she just was, you know, she's was like, you know, of course, understandably completely hysterical and like, yeah, out of control, yeah. you know? Um, so they didn't know what happened. They didn't know who did this. And the police, like the husband was so severely injured that he required a lot of surgery and he's intubated and they gave him an alphabet board and he was able to tap out oh. letters to try to help them like, holy cow. Uh, like give like a description yeah. of who came to the door. Oh. So that's what he's doing. Oh. And um, she also said that her husband, like while he's like, you know, <laughs> severely shot, was crawling out the front door because he wanted to get the license plate of the oh guy. Oh my gosh. But, yeah, and he's screaming to her, call 911 and he's crawling out onto the porch. Can you imagine this? I mean, I, I, I would be, I don't know. I'd be so in so much shock yeah. that I'd just been shot. I don't think I would right. ever be thinking about that. So like, to have that sort of phrase, you know, state of mind yes. in that kind of panic is so insane. And like, just like, it just sucks. Cause like, I, I don't know. Like I just have this image of him like bounding up the stairs, yeah. you know, like it's awful. So the description he gave, like, lined up with what neighbors said was that it was someone dressed like a FedEx person, like, dressed up as a delivery driver. Wow. Yeah. All right. So Salas is a district judge, right? So this makes national news. And they're in Jersey, but in California, people heard about it. And cops heard the story. And wouldn't you know it, it sounded just like a recent murder that they had were a victim, a lawyer, Mark uh, Angelucci, was killed by someone dressed like a delivery driver. Huh. So they're like, is there a connection? Like, this is like kind of odd that within this short amount of time, this is happening. Yeah. And in the, in the uh, Angelucci case, when the delivery person arrived at his, it was like, he lived, I think, in like, like a, either a condo or like an apartment uh, kind of place. Um, a guy answered the door and he said, are you Mark? And the person said, no. Then Mark came to the door and he goes, are you Mark? Yes. And he sh shoots him point blank dead. Jesus. So everyone's like, well, who would want to kill this kid? And they're thinking, well, you know, his mom's a judge. Right. Right. So maybe there's a potential for folks to be upset about verdicts that she's done. But her husband was also a criminal defense attorney. Mm. And that guy in California was an attorney. So they're like, maybe this is someone upset, you know, angry wow. clients or who knows what. So turns out there was a connection between the California case. So the assailant, and then there's this whole weird, like secondary part of this story uh, with this lawyer. Um, the assailant, the guy who actually did the killing, he happened to be an attorney as well. He was a lawyer and his name was Roy Den Hollander. And he wasn't your average lawyer. He was an anti-woman pro men's rights advocate. What? Yeah. This fucking toxic bullshit yeah. again. Yeah. You yeah. motherfuckers. But the thing is. What the fuck? Yeah. Pro men. Pro men. Fuck you. Pro men. Fuck off. <laughs> So the attorney, the attorney Bullshit. that got the whole world's based on pro men. That I means know. the world's motto is pro oh, no, men. No, 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 no. He we like, don't need you to advocate. It already exists. It's oh, part no. of our fucking he fabric of a, our his society. His belief was like that men are discriminated against. Oh, go fuck yourself, you piece of shit, motherfucker. That's so funny. Fucking so, bullshit. The thing though Ugh. is that the lawyer in California who was killed, he was also, um. A gender discrimination attorney, but for men oh as well. God. And they knew they knew people? each other. And it wasn't like they were rivals, but this Angelucci guy was um kind of garnered a lot of attention and was very well known in sort of the circles of these cases that that, you know, he did a lot of like you know, like for divorce cases and things like that to make sure like men are getting the equal like all of that stuff. So they, they knew each other. And like I said, Angelucci is successful and Hollander, not so much. And it's just, I think it rubbed Hollander the wrong way that this other guy is doing the same kind of stuff he is. But Hollander, like Angelucci was doing it as like, oh, okay, I'll advocate for men and divorces and in this and that. Uh, Hollander was like, it's like he took it 
and just like kind of amped it up even more. You know, it's already bad enough, but like he, and I think that was his problem is that he just, he was almost too toxic for the toxic max masculinity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is far. saying a lot. So how does this tie into Salas? Yeah, what the fuck? So allegedly Hollander was pissed off that Salas handled the case. So according to NPR, she postponed a ruling. So he came before her. He was trying hmm. to, he was representing women actually. And it was this one girl who wanted to sign up for the selective service. So as you know, when boys turn 18, they have to sign up for selective service. And this girl was like, I want to sign up for selective service, but you can't because you have to be male. And he was like, hey, if we want gender equality, all women should be able, should be required oh, to sign God. up for selective service just Fine. like men do. Just do it right? then. Who cares? So he was like trying to get this case attention. Um, so it ends up coming before her and she had to postpone it at the request of the government, right? So she didn't rule against him. She's like, we're postponing this case right now. And um, according to CNN, she ruled against some of the claims that he made, but she also supported some of his claims. So it wasn't like she was like flat out against him, right? But then he handed the case to these other attorneys because he allegedly had a terminal illness. Supposedly he had cancer. So some people think like, was it the illness that caused him to like do what he did? He was 72 years old too at the time. What? Yeah. And he's going around shooting people? Yeah. So he had this online manifesto oh, Tina. that they found out afterwards. Oh my God. And Get a life, you he fucking idiot. Yeah. So he supposedly like spoke ill of her online, primarily due to her ethnicity. Oh, so according we're to, yeah, too. according to wow. ABC News. So he wrote that she was, quote, a lazy and incompetent Latina judge appointed by Obama. And uh, he said that Latinas, however, um, quote, were usually a problem driven by an inferiority complex. Uh, well, it takes one to know one, motherfucker. Right? And Salah said, quote, he was angry with me for being a woman. He was angry for me being Latina. Yeah. She's like, I know what this is about. Yeah. Right. We all know. And he's basically laid it out for you. Yeah. This so, manifesto. Yeah. I mean. Could you imagine? You have time. 1,700 so I, pages. Literally, literally just screamed about this, I think, last week on the yeah. podcast. If you have time to sit down because you're so fucking angry and write a to manifesto. write a 1700 page <laughs> can you imagine manifest that? 1700 manifesto pages not 1700 words 1700 pages that's there's a, there's something fucking mentally wrong with you mm -hmm. there's something mentally wrong with you yeah. you're racist you're a sexist yeah I mean, like when I say this guy's an anti-feminist, like, I mean, he wasn't anti-feminist. He was part, so for a little while, he was part of uh, the National Coalition for Men. What? Can you imagine? You know what, Guys, dude, you know what? what are you doing? Fuck you. Just you go doing? fuck yourself. You know, I don't know what woman <laughs> fucked this guy over. Probably his mother. Oh, oh, oh he has Probably. some things to say. I yeah. will give you some quotes I'm about his I'm mom. Yeah, I'm, thank you. Oh, really? Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. There's. So, it's always the mother. That's why I baby the hell out of my kid, yes. my son. I'm like, here, please, we have to. Yes. You oh. know what I mean? When I say baby, I mean teach them respect. Yes. You know? Don't drill down on them. This is, it affects these motherfuckers. Yes. They're very sensitive. Oh my God. So <laughs> women have pain built in. We know what it's like to suffer. It's true. Oh. oh my God. So according to the New York times, he was kicked out of the national, oh, the national coalition for men because he made this like nasty phone call and he kept approaching them with like case after case, like take on this case, take on this case. And they were like, no, we're not doing that. Right. And so then he starts getting pissed off at them. And again, you have to think like the National Coalition for Men is like, dude, like, bro, you're too much. Yeah. Like it's saying a lot about you. So um, El Rava uh, told the Times, and he was someone who was like kind of high up in, in this National Coalition, uh, said, quote, we rejected him because we all thought, and it turns out he was a nut job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Hollander felt that the National Coalition for Men just didn't go far enough. Um, and he stated in his blog, quote, I don't belong to that group of wimps and whiners. They're trying to win back their rights by acting like girls instead of men. Oh! <laughs> 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 oh, 
my blood is boiling. Yes. I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine, you stupid motherfucker? Could you fucking imagine? Oh my gosh. The Guardian reported some of his other writings. Quote, the only problem with a life lived too long under feminazi rule is that a man Oof. ends up with so many enemies, mm. he can't even score with all of them. Yeah. But law school and the media taught me how to prioritize. Score, meaning your uh -huh. dick. I'm so sorry about your impotence, which is sorry. what this is about. It's about your mommy issues, your impotence, because you, and, and the other thing is that there's no woman who wants to come near you right. anyway. Right. Because you well, start he had like a very like this. short, a very short marriage that. Yeah. Well, I wonder well. why it ended. And in that manifesto, he like, quote, called for women to be killed. Yeah, no, that's when you say they're not and, going far enough. I, yeah. I was going to say, <clears throat> you mean strung up and murdered? Yeah, like yeah. that's what he fucking wants. And um, he had a memoir dedicated to his mom. Oh. And you want to know what the dedication was? Oh God. To mother, may she burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm a genius. I'm going to tell you, I'm a fucking genius. To mother. May you burn in hell. Like, yeah. what did she do? Oh, yeah. She, you know. What did and, she and do? And also, feminazi is the yes. greatest fucking thing oh, ever. Oh, my God. You know what, dude? You know what? It's so fucking insane. It is insane. And, you know, there's nothing we, we can ever do to help these motherfuckers. No. There's nothing that we can do. No, no. They're already fucking mentally ill. No. I mean, he. this is another thing he said. Quote, a man has a perfect right to kill those who would destroy him. You need to go to therapy, bitch. I mean, he's... You need to uh, go oh, to therapy. Oh, and then he also like had some things to say about abortion. Quote, feminists justify abortion with the usual female whine. I'm not responsible for controlling my bodily urges. They use lingo to absolve them of the evil they're doing. They aren't fetuses they're murdering. They're insipid human beings. And he also wrote, the feminists should be careful in their meddling with nature. There are 300 million firearms in this country, and most of them are owned by guys. Lovely. I mean, I don't understand why nobody wants to fuck you. Right. I don't get it. Jesus. I don't understand why nobody wants to show you affection or compassion. No, I don't understand why that is, why that would be. It's, it's, I wonder. And I then, wonder. And then one thing I thought was interesting is um, he wrote, quote, thanks to a trilogy of anti-feminist cases I've brought, I've already had my 15 seconds of fame. I'm satisfied. The trick now is to get a footnote in history. And it's like, well, now you, you certainly got that, didn't you? Can you, I, this and woman. He's disgusting, he's disgusting. Lost her child. Her baby. Her, her child. baby boy. Because nobody fucking checked this guy. Yes. You're gonna tell me nobody knew. About this man That he was up to. Is that what you're gonna tell me? He's a fucking officer of the court. And you're in, not only, was he in California too, or just New Jersey? Like, well, uh, you know what I mean? Like he wherever was mainly you're in New Jersey, law. but he knew the guy in California. So no, no, I think he was from California. I don't know. Well, either way, how how do you? There's not a second in a conversation that goes by that he's not bringing. Well, this and shit why up. wasn't it flagged? So you're tell me people didn't know he wasn't saying these and, things to and, other lawyers right, or other, but anybody aren't else. There, aren't there things in place with like when there's like this kind of like yes level of violence that should be flagged? Right, like when people type out certain words and phrases together right. in a combination. Like are, are you not monitoring this motherfucker? You know, like you listen, see something, say something. Right. If the if you stumble across across a manifesto know, like this, you yeah. gotta say, "Yo, someone should look into right. this." Guy. And you know, like that National Coalition of Men, we're probably like, "Let's look at this guy and found this," and we're like, "Oh hell no, we don't yeah. want anything to do with him." But they could have said something too. So here's the thing: no charges, no sentencing, because he kills himself. Good. Die. Roy Den no, we Hollander. Will, we'll see you in hell, bitch. He took his own life pussy. one day after the killing spree. Talk about a coward. Talk about a fucking pussy. Yeah. And a wimp. Yeah. Can't fucking, oh, you don't want to be in jail now? Yeah. Well, you can't handle you it? You can't handle Are it. Are you a pussy? <laughs> fucking dick. Oh, my God. So CBS News reported that FBI uh, incident commander Joe Denahan said, quote, we were dealing with an unstable person who, I think it's fair to say, was a coward. Yeah. I mean- but when they when he they find him they find a hit list. Oh my that god! That included three other female judges. Jesus. Um, according to NPR, th there were a dozen names on the list. That's the other thing. And uh, Judge uh, Sotomayor was on the list, and they also found uh, a gun locker 
that belong to him too. You know, the, the other <laughs> thing is too, these all these women judges, like they're on a higher level yes. than him in the courtroom. Yes. And they've probably and he doesn't want to listen to that them. level. Yeah. And and how come I'm not a judge? Yes. What about me? Right. Why why am I not a judge? Yeah, or why can't I go before a man because you know yeah. he's gonna understand. You know, there's a thing I, I totally there's things on when I watch my Lord and Savior Judge Judy, there's a thing where it's like, there's a woman, like a, a parent, right? A man and a woman. And the woman's like, oh, I took the kids and, and I moved out and, and I'm not allowing him to see the kids. And Judge Judy always says like, there's two parents. This is equal. You're not more of a parent because you're the mother, right? And it did take a long time in the courts for that to be right, a thing. Right, right, right. Usually, it, when, it when used people to just be divorced, the mother. They yeah. would, the court wouldn't even blink an eye. The, the mother gets custody. Right. And the father would maybe see them every other weekend, right? Like that right. was the thing when we were growing up. Oh, at least yeah. That was the thing, yeah, with, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And men had to fight to get equal custody. Now it's more of a normal thing to have that. Yes. But it was a thing that people had to fight for. Yes. Especially if the woman was uh, scorned, right? Yes. She's like, fuck you. You're never going to get the kids. And then it would be a horrible legal battle in the courts. Yes. But- so I'm, I get that sort of like he's fighting for men's rights. Like there right. was a thing. It's not a thing anymore though. Now it's a normal yeah. thing for and this custody. Yeah. One of the other reasons I did this story is because of what Salas has done since this horrific event. Oh my God. So I feel like, like if, if this was me, I don't even know. The thing that she witnessed was so horrific. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. In her home. In her home. You know, it's her baby, her only child. Like, no, no. Oh my God. No. And, but she doesn't break from it. She's trying to use what happened to protect others and other judges wow. from what she went through. And um, CBS News reported that she said, my son's death cannot be in vain. Oh, this is like the, the, this is like the <sighs> mayor you covered in Nashville, remember? Uh, so in 2020, New Jersey Governor Murphy passed Daniel's Law to protect personal information like phone numbers and addresses of judges, prosecutors, and police according to a press release. How is that not done she's already? basically like, look, like yeah. they shouldn't like, and I guess it's because they are a district judge that is part of like public record. You know what I mean? But not personal information. Yeah. I mean, you, now, nowadays with so doxing now, and internet yeah. bullshit, fuck that. So now she's fighting to get a federal bill passed that would basically limit the amount of information the public can receive about public officials. Yes. Good. In her case, like I said, because she's a judge, that guy had access to her that he shouldn't have had, mm. you know? She told Good Morning America, quote, I think we have to start asking ourselves, why are our leaders not passing this law? Why are they not moving it? To my knowledge, there's nothing controversial about protecting judges' homes, addresses, and our social security numbers. The Daniel Andrel Judicial Security and Privacy Act is ready to go. It's been ready to go for months. It's narrowly tailored Mm. to address this immediate interest, the governmental interest that is vital to democracy. And... I read an article that our favorite person, one of our favorite people, Rand Paul, refused to even meet with her to talk about this bill and blocked it three times. What? Just the third time in June of this year. Why would he do that? What is there to block? You fucking right because it's because it's tied into gun violence, probably, and that's other like I can't stand it. Or it's just because it's like. But Democrats, it's, but it's, it's not. This should it's be nonpartisan information. These are nonpartisan. We just had an insurrection where they came and they smeared shit all over your office, right. you dumb fucker. I mean, they just even Pelosi. They just like, went to Pelosi's house and this and, and is violence, yeah, and and, yes! and beat this man with a fucking hammer. Yeah, the violence that your party <laughs> is responsible <sighs> for, the it's, rhetoric and the fucking violence that you fucking do, that you talk about, that you. That some of you encourage. Come on, uh, dude. So fucking bullshit. It's so sad. So she spent okay, so dummies. This thing happened in 2020. And then her husband was like, it, it took a long time for him to recover. So she kind of wasn't on the bench because she was dealing one with the loss of her son and two with her husband's recovery at yeah. home. Yeah. And she just returned back to the bench in March of 2021. Ugh. And she told Eric to Disco of People magazine, quote, it's bittersweet in a certain way because I'm returning to a job that I love so much, but it's also because of this job I lost my only son. Jesus. It's hard to reconcile those emotions, but I can tell you this. 
I know Daniel would want me to come back and I know Daniel would want me to represent all women and Latinas everywhere and come back and show that I am not deterred and I will not be frightened or afraid to do what I love to do, which is to be a United States district court judge. Holy shit. Love her. I got goosebumps. I love her. Holy cow. Uh, So one thing that made me sad. Oh my God. So I was like reading all these articles and there was one from 2018 and she just starts talking about her kid. Mm-mm. And like, it just you made me why? why are you going to do this? You're going to say so. You're going to read but, a quote. You know, like, no, she talked about like, you know, how she had this the miscarriages and it was her baby. And he was 17 at the time. And she's mm. like, you know, um, you could just feel like how much she fucking adored her son. Of course. Like in this article. And she's like, he loved to argue with her all the time in a lawyerly way. And she's like, I, she's like, I always thought maybe he'd be a doctor, but like, it's clear he'll probably be a lawyer. Mm. And, um, she said that the one thing that she always told him because she like wanted to keep him grounded. Cause she's like, you know, like she came from like yeah. kind of humble beginnings. And she said that this is like sort of like the mantra that she would tell him. And I was like, Oh, how, like, it was like really sweet. It is uh, you are not better than anyone but no one is better than you, Mm. right? So like you gotta, it doesn't matter what level any person is on, like that no one is better than you, but you're not better than anyone either, you Mm. know? And like tried to kind of instill that in him. And the other thing she did is like, she publicly announced, even though Hollander was dead, but she publicly announced that she has forgiven him. And I don't know if I could do that. She told ABC6, I don't want to sugarcoat. Some of the depths of our despair at moments, Mark, thank goodness, is thriving. But we had some scares and, you know, we're traveling this journey together. And she's just like, she talked about how like once she was like, I forgive him, like that she's like this burden lifted off of her. Wow. She's like, I have to keep moving. Wow. And she's like, and if she's holding on to that, like she can't move forward. Wow. I'm like, holy shit. Um, her son's former high school, St. Joseph's named the baseball field after him. Cause he was like, you know, a, a big time baseball player played and just to lighten things up. I wanted to end it with something kind of fun. One of her most famous cases in New Jersey mm. was, Oh, wait. she presided over. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. Was it Butafuco? No. Oh, wait, that would have been no. right. Wait. All right, go ahead. I don't know. Teresa. And Joe Giudice of the New Jersey Housewives. I don't know what when the fuck got, that is. Teresa, the flip the table, New Jersey. Oh, yes. <laughs> Her husband. Uh-huh. Remember they, they like scammed the government and he was really Italian. They deported him. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. It was like she part was of that. that she was on that case. Oh, I never, I never, I never, I never guessed that. <laughs> I never watched. The only one I watched was the New Jersey ones. Cause I was like, I remember the big, flipping table. That yeah. was pretty funny. And I only you watched like, <laughs> yeah, I only watched that season, but they're so funny. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Like that was, you know, that's awesome. And they even looked into it. Like, did it have something to do with that case? Cause oh that was like, God. like people being upset that he's deported. And they were like, you know, you like imagine you get shot or someone, you know, dies over the fucking house. Housewives. Jesus. I mean, it's just as bad. Like th- th- this kid one didn't do anything Ugh. Two, this judge. She didn't say go fuck yourself and, and dismiss your case. She's like, I got to postpone it because the government's telling me to postpone it. What, you know, like what, what part in his mind? He's out of his mind. He's, you can't reason with someone who's so insane. Oh my God. And when you have those kinds of thoughts, when you're that fucking deep in it, like we've talked about a number of times on this podcast, when a dude is so fucking deep in this bullshit, like there's no getting them out. There's no getting them out. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that his mother was a cunt. <laughs> but that's like what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, and, and now 72, everybody else has to have a fucking deal with yeah. it. And at yeah. 72, you know. What do you, and, what do you have to do to your son for him to write that kind of like, may you burn yeah. in hell? What the fuck did yeah. you do to that kid? Yeah. Come on, dude. Come on. It's, it's something. Ha- yeah. I mean. But then mommy is the example for all women. All women. Right? So then Ugh. this is now how he views women. Hey, you there. We've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions in culture and entertainment? If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle-class guys living in the middle of America 
in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews with really interesting folks like business owners, comic creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast, one that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search at From the Mid Pod, just like it sounds, or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts. All right, let's get to my story because mine is short and sweet. Now, I had another story I was doing that is so similar to yours. It's insane, (gasps) but it is a huge case. And I was like three quarters of the way through it. And when you said like we might have to change the time, I was like, you know what? Let me put this to the side and I'll do it. Like I think it'll do might be my first story for the new year. But it's a fucking doozy and I can't wait. But today, I'm going to cover... U.S. House rep from Ohio, Wayne Hayes. Oh. And I'm telling you, I don't know if it's the stories like are all blending together now because I looked it up and we haven't covered it, but it's so similar to so many other fucking gross dudes. Ohio. So, you know, like, like lately, the past few months, like Ohio is like the new Florida. You know, like everyone's like just shitting on Ohio and there's that down in Ohio, sun in Ohio. And they have the song and it's like, um, and it's any kind of videos like when you're in Ohio and they have the song play and it's just like, you know, when you're talking. Oh, it's like YouTube shorts. It's everywhere. It's, it's, I've never heard this before. Oh my God. Well, my son is, is so so my son will always be like, you know, uh, when, when, uh, your friend learns you're in Ohio or when this happens in Ohio and it's just like, I said, well, I'm glad that Florida yeah, that's isn't the only dumpster fire in America. Ugh. You know, it takes America the edge off a little a bit. dumpster fire. Yeah. Take the edge off a little bit. No? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> Wayne Hayes was born in Bannock, Ohio. He graduated from Ohio State University in 1933 and he served as mayor of Flushing, Ohio from 1939 to 1945. And he simultaneously served in the Ohio State Senate in 1941 and 1942. So he was mayor and a state senator. Can you do that? Apparently. I was thinking maybe it's just a small city, maybe a small town. Um, starting in 1945, he served a four-year term as commissioner of Belmont County. He was a member of the Army Officers Reserve Corps from 1933 until called to active duty as a second lieutenant on December 8th, 1941, with a medical discharge in August of 1942. And he's a Democrat. He was elected to the 81st Congress in 1948 and was subsequently elected 13 more times. He was a chairman (laughs) of the powerful Committee on House Administration, and he's received five votes for president at the 1972 Democratic National Convention without campaigning for the office. (laughs) I mean, just for, like, just someone is that at least five people thought you could be president. Like, I love that. I'd be like, yes, I'm here for it. Oh, hi. Right? But it's just, I think it's funny, like, I'm not even running, but people are like, you know what? You should be president. Screw everybody else on this list. 1976, (laughs) Hayes ran for the party's nomination for president as a favorite son candidate in the Ohio primary. Um, He, of course, didn't win Hayes' strong rule on the house administration committee extended to even the smallest items so he was a hard ass right in the mid-1970s lawmakers avoided crossing Hayes for fear that he would shut off the air conditioning in their offices so <laughs> apparently when it gets really hot over the summer in dc if you pissed him off you would get to your office and it's so fucking hot out that's, and he the air would not be working that's They'd kind be, of messed up yeah I, I mean i like it i like it's petty yeah it's really petty. The major asshole. <laughs> like major. It's petty AF. <laughs> <laughs> his fellow U.S. House Rep Bud Shuster from Pennsylvania once said about Hayes, quote, while his colleagues might have argued over whether he, as chairman of the House Administrative Committee and the Democratic Campaign Committee, was the second or third most powerful member of Congress, Congress, few disagreed that he stood in a class by himself as the meanest man in the House, end quote. Dang. All right, so let's get to the what? scandal. God. I know. <laughs> what is it like to just be... I know. A mean person. Like but also living like your life day to day. Don't you think it's going to come back to you? Like, that's what I feel like. It's going you know, to come back or in like, some way. Or like, do you go home and when you lay down, you know, like, because I'll replay sometimes conversations in my head or I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said that. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, I, I, maybe we do it. Maybe we all don't do it. But does he, lay, did he lay down a night and go, God, 
I feel really bad about what I said or, no, you know, like, but, you know, like cause I'm sure, baby. cause if you're just mean, like, you know how people shrink away when you say mean things like, yeah. did, did he look at that and not go, God, I don't I'm think a jerk. so. I don't, I think that Ugh. he just fucking was down, getting down to business. And he was like, Oh, you're going to fuck with me. Fuck. I'm going to fuck yeah. with you. Ugh. Like that. I don't know what that's like, but there is a part of me that wishes I did have some of that where you could just shrug off bullshit. But I just yeah. always think it's going to come back to get you right. If you're addicted to yeah. somebody, yeah. it's coming around some other way. And I feel I feel, and I know I've said this quote on here before, but like, and I used to say this to my children when they were little all the time. And I, it's attributed to Maya Angelou, but I don't think she really said it or it's been paraphrased, but it's people, you know, uh, won't remember what you said. They won't remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Right. And it's like, do you want to go through life right. to be the person when someone reflects back on you that they're like, ugh. Right. You know, and I feel like he's the person that a lot of people are like, ugh. Yeah. And, and then if you get in trouble, no one's going to come and defend yes, you, right? Like, no one's yeah, they're going to be like, oh, sorry, sorry. I can't yeah. take this call right now. Yeah. My- <laughs> so the scandal. Okay. In May 1976, the Washington Post broke the story of Hayes having an affair <gasps> with a young woman named Elizabeth Ray and hiring her to work in his office. Uh-oh. Oh, what kind of work, girl? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what is she doing in there? She was doing a job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting Elizabeth Ray, Hayes' former secretary, saying that Hayes hired her on the staff and later gave her a raise as staff of the House Administration Committee for two years to serve as his mistress. So she wow. starts singing, baby, like a bird, like a canary. For two years? Yeah. Wait, and wait, she, wait. So she probably got insurance. Oh, yeah. She and got well, everything. But meanwhile, she's just yeah. doing him. She's just fucking him. She was paid $28,000 in those two years that she worked there. Remember, it's 1976, but that's still. Still. Yeah, $28,000 for those two years. Hayes had divorced his wife of 38 years just months prior to this story being broken. But oh, he, she found out. after he got a divorce, like shortly after he marries his Ohio office secretary, Patricia Peake. Wait, someone different? Someone different. Then the mistress that got paid. Then the mistress. The mistress is in D.C. He's got, you know, they have offices yeah. back in their home district. He's, he's got an around. office there. And this woman, Patricia Peake, was his secretary. <gasps> he divorces his wife of 38 years and marries this secretary in Ohio, right? Down in Ohio, yep. Something, something, uh, yep. (laughs) That's right. Down in Ohio, baby. (laughs) So uh, hired as a secretary, Elizabeth Ray says to the paper, quote, I can't type. I can't file. I can't even answer the phone. (laughs) (laughs) She even said, quote, let a reporter listen in as the Ohio congressman told her on the phone. That his recent marriage to this other secretary would not affect their arrangement. Oh, so, so this girl's gonna back, be. So this chick's gonna be like listening to him. This girl is like, oh, he divorced his wife. Yeah. Okay, now maybe it's my turn. No, no, no. But wait, it gets better. I can't file. I can't. Type, this is like, the reason. She, the reason the story broke is because she went to the Washington Post and was like. Blah, blah, blah. But here's why she went. Ready? Quote, Liz chose to tell her story after Hayes decided to marry Patricia Peake and did not invite her to the wedding. (laughs) She was salty about that. (gasps) She was salty. Elizabeth told Time Magazine, quote, I was good enough to be his mistress for two years, but not good enough to be invited to his wedding. What is she thinking? She's fucking wild. What is she thinking? Well, yeah. What is well, she supposed to do? Like, I mean, like she's going to be she sitting there. Understand, like, yeah, she doesn't understand that she's not going to be invited to his yeah. wedding. That pissed her off. So she's like, you know what? Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> that doesn't make Maybe any you sense. Invite her to your wedding. <laughs> Down in Ohio. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Three days later, Hayes admitted to most of the allegations oh, on the House floor, no. denying only that quote Miss Ray's federal salary was awarded so was awarded solely for sexual services, and she was not insisted Hayes hired to be my mistress. End quote. He resigned as chairman of the come, committee come, on come come on now committee on House Administration on June eighteenth, nineteen seventy six, and then resigned from Congress on September first, nineteen seventy six. Oh my god! So what happens? Elizabeth Ray, who had won the title of Miss Virginia in nineteen seventy five oh. in a beauty contest, says she worked briefly as a stewardess, waitress, and car rental clerk before beginning work on Capitol Hill in the summer of nineteen seventy two. She also admitted to having sex with married Senator Mike Gravel, a de- Democrat senator from Alaska 
on his houseboat in August of 1972. According to Ray, and this is fucking sad to me, according to Ray, the meeting was arranged by Representative Kenneth J. Gray from Illinois, who was her boss at the time, in exchange for gravel support of a bill Gray was pushing. <gasps> so he's like, wow, well, fuck this guy, so he'll Wha- vote for my oh bill. Oh my God, no. So this girl is like, no. she's totally being used all over the fucking place. It's fucked up. Both Gravel and Gray that denied is- the accusations and a federal investigation ended with no charges being filed. But decades later, Gravel admitted having sex with Elizabeth Ray, but continued to maintain that it was not an exchange for a vote. Oh, co- you know that shit happens. Then why the even it, then why even admit it? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. What a piece of shit though. Wow. She later pay, uh, posed for Playboy several times and tried acting and stand-up comedy. However, of course, nobody knows who she is. Aww. She didn't have a career and she kind of like faded back into obscurity. Beautiful. Like stunning girl. Beautiful girl. Yeah. I hate men. <sighs> Fuck. I mean, if it wasn't for those damn penises. I know. Can't live with them. Can't live without that penis. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It's fucking shame. Because it's so good. And then you're like, but it it's all that stri- that drives them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ugh. Yeah. Maybe we do need like a generation of men that are like Ken dolls. Just like a flat <laughs> surface. I wonder how smart they'd be. Remember when George stopped having sex on Seinfeld and he became a fucking genius? Like that's what we need. Th- think about that, dudes. That was so funny. That. Yeah. We all need that. I forgot about that. So after leaving office, Hayes returned to Redgate Farm, which is his 300-acre property in Belmont, Ohio, where he bred Angus cattle and Tennessee walking horses, so he's probably making tons of fucking money. Yeah. Hayes served one term after this from 1979 to 81 as a member of the Ohio House of Representatives, and he died at Wheeling Hospital in Wheeling, West Virginia on February 10th, 1989, at 77 years old after suffering a heart attack at his home, and he was still married to Patricia when he died. She was by his side. And that's Wayne Hayes. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. I know. I love it. Oh, my God. It's my favorite. Uh, Ohio. Yeah, I don't know. I really would love to have somebody on the podcast to talk about dudes and, like, what's we the have drive. To. Yeah, we'll look. We'll look. I mean, there's got to be someone has written about, you know, toxic masculinity. It's so fucking insane to me. I'm on it. I'm on it. Maybe a dude, though. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to hear from a man to talk yeah. about how this is bad and affects yeah. them. You know, I mean, and women yeah, can talk uh, about yeah. it all day, but don't dudes yeah. need to acknowledge and recognize it. And and, and I wonder if it impact. I feel like it has to impact men to feel like they have to say certain things yes. or be a certain way. Yes. You know what are you know because there's expectations. On, I feel like with women, right? We have these. Well, not that we have them, but there's these societal expectations sometimes of women and men. I think have that same of thing. Of course. Be the man. And yeah, don't Stay, cry. Stick up, pull yourself up. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Be tough. I I totally get all of that. Yeah. There has to be a shift in the way that we we raise boys. Yeah. There has to be a shift. And it doesn't mean that they're gonna be pussies. No. Fucking you could be a little said. you could be a little mushy, you know. You can and you can still be strong. I mean, don't, there's no reason for this. I mean, be cuddly. I, I just don't get it. It just leads to so much destruction. Yeah. And I think about all the mass shootings and, you know, the violence because men are feel inadequate yeah. because of something that whoever these victims are didn't do anything to them. No. But they find the way to focus that sort of like terrible energy right. to like fo- hyper focus on one issue and right. then they have to find one bad guy. And now that's the, that's their target instead of like stopping and saying, why do I feel this way about women? But Maybe I think I it's also this like this, the guy I covered, um, also about like leaving your mark on the world. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they yeah. want to be known for this horrific thing somehow, which, and that too is, I don't know. Here's the deal. <sighs> I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday. Oh, like, Am I living up to my full potential, they said. And I was like, this is a a grown man. And I said, first of all, let's stop equating like whatever your job is as living up to your full potential, right? Right. You don't have to be a judge or a lawyer or like a famous football player or whatever. Like I I think living up to your full potential is being happy, living a happy, healthy, good life, kind life, you know, being good to the people around you. My, you know, I, my son I, I, asked why me the other that day. The fucking measure my of son a good asked life. me the other day. He goes, "Would you rather have all the money in the world, but you know, not really be so happy, or would you? Uh, do you want to be poor, but you know, be happy and be like you are?" I said, "I'd rather be poor and be happy." Yeah. I said, 
I said, you know, life isn't about money and all the stuff that you have. It's about the friendships that you have, the, how you feel about how you treat people, kindness, all of that stuff. I'm like, that's the stuff that's important. Yeah. And I feel like, especially American, we've talked about this on here before, especially American culture, it's always been this sort of keeping up with the Joneses kind of mentality or like wanting to make people jealous Mm. or, you know, that's not a healthy way to live. You know, like and you're, you nev- you you're never going to reach that level or, or like that. I have to be like so-and-so like, it just has to be, I am content with, you know, you don't have to have a lot of things to make you. Happy. No. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'd rather to me, the most valuable thing in the world is time. Mm. And I'd rather, Hey, I may not make a- as much money as other people, but I have time to do the things that I love. And yeah. that to me is more important. Of course. You know? And spend it with the people that you love. Yes. You know, make those, yes. ta- make that time to do that. So. Oh God, I uh, just, I pray for this world. I pray for Yes. It. So that's something for the new year. How are you going to think about what matters most? Ooh. Yeah. And not be surprised. Like when you support and vote for uh, pieces of shit. Yeah. Don't be surprised when your, your whole world looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. Like. This fucking insurance bullshit Ugh. with DeSantis is so fucking wild to me. And he signed, they put together, because it's a supermajority Republicans, they put together a shitty bill that just benefits insurance companies after a fucking storm that devastated yeah. months ago, three, four months ago, devastated the West Coast, Fort Myers, He doesn't Lee care County, about people. You know? And and where does he go to present? He does the whole, he's going to do a whole press conference. Do you know where he's going to do it when he when he signs the bill and presents it? Fort Myers, wow. like these people lost everything. Their I insurance hope, companies and I, are, and are barely covering oh, what the fuck the losses yeah. are. And he's, you know what I mean? Like go, I, I was going to encourage everybody now that this whole thing's gone on, go listen to our little muck with Hillary Cassell. Cause the first 20 minutes is talking about health, uh, about homeowners insurance, which she's been a lawyer trying to defend property owners for years. And she actually said, the like the day this whole thing passed we have an insurance commissioner but it's appointed it's not an elected position so he really works for DeSantis and she said all these commissioners resign or whatever they leave their posts and they go work and become millionaires working for insurance companies they become CEOs of insurance companies oh she posted about this so she's like I I, she goes anytime now he's going to resign the next day yeah. A letter came out. She's like, called it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. And that's what we're going to see. We're going to see this yeah. guy go and work for insurance companies because that's what he's been doing. Not for people in Florida. Nope. He hasn't been working for Floridians whose, whose rates are skyrocketing. I don't. 40, 40, like, 40 I don't, 30, 40% yeah. percent a year. And, and, and they're also requiring uh, flood insurance. Yeah. And that's what's going to raise these rates up. And it's like, I understand where we live. But there's got to be another solution because people, you know, and I've talked about this even with myself, like the fact that like between insurance and, 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 and property tax is going up, you can't even chip away at a mortgage. But don't ask us to buy more insurance when the insurance we have doesn't even cover. covering it. Yeah. Like something happened and you're like, it. yeah, this isn't, that's what, that's why we need these lawyers. They right. want to blame lawyers. But we need the lawyers because the insurance companies who we've been fucking paying right. premiums every year. Yep. Paying, paying, Yeah, they're going to go, Nothing, oh, no hurricanes for a fucking roof, decade. Your roof should have had this. Sorry, we can't cover it. Yeah. Or, oh, oh the, this beam time. was like this. Yeah. Sorry, we can't you cover it. You should have replaced these beams 10 years yeah. ago. So, no, it, it's not covered. It's yeah. it, This happened because you should have replaced your yeah. beams. What? Yeah. Fuck you. Maintains. Call maintenance. There's a maintenance part yeah. of your policy. And, and it's so ambiguous. Up, yeah. If you're not keeping up, then and how it's do you not know our problem. how to keep it up? So then people hire <laughs> lawyers to get pennies on the dollar yeah. paid out to them. And, and and then you're blaming lawyers. How about fucking look well, at insurance and the way, companies and the how way, they're not paying these premiums out. Right. These and, and fucking the, claims. And the way that they um, phrase this bill, it's going to make attorneys not want to take on these cases because they're not going to be able to make I, I it's something about the attorney's fees that they can make that they won't be able to get so we have now you have here. regular people who now have no options because who is going to represent them yeah, we how get, can they afford to got, be represented we have to get out of here before our homes are destroyed you yeah. understand yes we could be like fort myers and have nothing yes and then what oh god we got to get out of here yes oh and also we had to leave the podcast 
um, episode. <laughs> we gotta, we have to end it. Wait, what? We have to end the episode. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, wait, you're, you're canceling the show? What? Yeah, canceled. <laughs> okay. The name, the name of this episode is canceled. Let's canceled. Throw, let's throw everybody off and they'll see canceled. Oh my God, the podcast is over. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah, so tune in next week. We'll have a wrap-up and Alfredo yes. will be here, our executive producer. And uh, we will uh, see you guys in, in the season new year. Four. <gasps> 2023 is going to be the best year ever. It is. Ever. I feel it. I feel it. I know. It's going to be amazing. <gasps> oh. oh, All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.